What's up, everyone? You're listening to the Visually Stunning Movie Podcast, where you can get real, honest opinions about films that are opening in your theaters soon, and every once in a while, an older film as well. So stay tuned. Enjoy what you're hearing. Don't forget to like us and follow us on social media at VS Movie Podcast. You know how all that works. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey everyone, Mark here. Welcome back to the Visually Stunning Movie Podcast. Ryan is in one of those directions on the screen. Um, <laughs> hey, uh, 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 Ryan, uh, uh, Robert Eggers is, yeah. is, is a director that makes some some weird movies. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, it, this the, we're going to talk about his third, but his first two, Witch mm-hmm. and and The Lighthouse. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we both liked Witch. That, yes, I, the, the I, first film. Really, really like Witch. Um, I think we're split on the Lighthouse. Yeah, I, I, uh, I don't. I mean, I don't know how. I don't remember how you feel. I, I wasn't as big on it as some people. Were. I see, and I just, I, I, I loathe very few films, and I hate that movie. Okay. Uh, I, well, just, it, and, uh, I nothing about it is appealing to me, and and it's not even Robert Pattinson's fault. And I love no, 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 film. no. No, I, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, uh, I mean, I think it's, it's fair to, that that's a, but that's not a bad thing necessarily because it, it means you have a director who's making some bold choices rather than, um, you know, just making pedestrian films or whatnot. So, uh, inevitably, uh, if, if, uh, they're, you know, you're, you're not necessarily going to like everything, particularly because he's not sticking to one genre. No. Um, and, and that's kind of what's exciting, um, because they're, you know, I mean, certain, uh, directors that I like really don't branch out nearly as much as they probably should. So, yeah. Um, so, so let's, okay. So which was a colonial America religious film? Yes. The lighthouse with real, with, with real witches, with real witches. (laughs) Uh, the yes. lighthouse, uh, kind of a turn of the century ish, yeah. Uh, you know, just a character nice little piece. period period character piece. Yeah. So now he jumps back seven eight hundred years from which to the Northmen. Yeah. Uh, and now we're Vikings, um, starring uh, Alexander Skarsgård as our titular Northman. Uh, Nicole Kidman plays Bang, Anya Taylor Joy. Uh, Ethan Hawke and Willem Dafoe, who yeah. has a minor part, and I will mention her for you. Bjork makes an appearance. <laughs> yes, Bjork does make an appearance. Bjork makes an appearance. I know you were happy about that. Um, yeah, well, yeah, well, you know. So, so yes. this man, I'll tell you what. Uh, the period is great. Uh, the you know, you, you start getting into just straight up Norse Viking period stuff. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, well, and, and particularly um, when you approach it, not as those crazy stories that they told, but as, as you know, these, uh, I mean, not actual history, but at least the characters and the things that are happening in the film, it's, it's very real. So, yeah, it's, not it's, like, uh, it's authentic. It's not, yeah, there's not like, uh, it's not... Uh, what like uh, I don't know you know it, it, they're not they they're t- it's a taking the the lore seriously um, yes. but not you know it, it, I guess presenting it in a way that is 
there's nothing goofy about the gods or the Valkyrie or the what, you know, whatever it's. Well, and, uh, and to be fair, most of this film isn't really about. No, that, that, I mean, it's, it's more day to day. Ho-hum, humdrum. Sure. If you could say to think, you know, Viking life. Um, yeah, and, but, but yeah, but, but there, it, he's got it, his magical overtones. Yeah. When it, when it comes time to, uh, for those aspects of the folklore to, uh, you know, appear, uh, he doesn't like go, okay, now this is silly folks. I know, you know, it, it's, it's a more of a matter of fact presentation. And uh, again, it's kind of like what he did with the witch. Uh, most art house films when they're dealing with witches would then turn it into, well, there's not really a witch that's, you know, the, the, the crucible aspect or whatever, yep. but he, he's a, a director that clearly likes to play in genre Mm-hmm. Um, but approaches them like they're you know high art. I guess I, I don't know how to put it, but yeah, no, it's uh, that's fair. You no, know, he plays it straight. Uh, you know, he it, he takes it as far as it needs to go, but he doesn't over embellish. Not real. I mean, not as much as Hollywood could do. Um, no, absolutely not. But yeah, so so in the Northman, this this is a a I want to say a fairly standard revenge tale. Because it it really kind of is, yeah. you know, boy, boy has father, sure. father gets well, killed, father gets betrayed and killed. It's the source material uh, for Hamlet. Well, it's the source so. material for lots of stuff. And thank well, you, yeah, you, you yes. I mean, because I walked out and I said, I said it's Greek, it's Shakespearean, and it is, and yeah. it is above all, it is Norse. In, yeah, and, in, but yeah. So the, yes, the story, the story, and, and it's one of those things where it's like, how did this story pop up in so many different cultures? Um, but it is one of those kind of universal, uh, you know, this, the son revenging uh, the, the death of the father and um, kind of reluctantly, I think would be, you know, the kind of having to grow into that role. Well, and, and uh, that's actually weird because I mean, because th- this will get us to Bjork for you. Uh, so he's, he's young. He, he's like 10 or something. I think ish 10 yeah. in that 10, 12 in this, when his father's betrayed and killed and he is supposed to be killed at the same time. And like all great Greek slash Shakespearean stories, that does not happen. No. And so he flees and later in life, something happens and he comes back. So in yes. this case, it's, it's an encounter uh, with slavers who are taking slaves that he captured someplace. And then he encounters Bjork and it turns out that he's basically blocked out his entire childhood. Um, and he was raised by the people that took him in after he ran off. And he's been a, he was a berserker, which I just thought was great. Yeah. Now, if you're familiar with the berserker legend. Well, and, and, and there's a there's a crazy brutality to them. So it it's is. It's like almost. It's like oh, these are the good guys, and oh my gosh, or you know, I mean, theoretically the good guys. This this is our hero. This is his team, and man, they're dirty. They're well, nasty. They do horrible things. Well, as brutal as life was, and regular yes. combat was. Yeah, the, the berserkers thought, just take it up a notch. Well, yeah, my thought was, uh, you know, we, we, we live in a society now that wants war to be civilized. Um, and uh, I, I thought it was pretty 
you know, I mean, a, a statement in that, you know, war is not civilized. No, uh, it, it, war is war is brutal and horrible. And it should um, be brutal and horrible. That's well, what pe- and, and I, that's, I think that's what people forget. War should be brutal yeah, and horrible. And, you know, that's the, that's, that's what keeps uh, us from doing it. Well, yeah, it should be. You know, people who, who go to war are innately not really good people necessarily. I mean, I guess it depends on why you go to war, but I, just in the modern context, uh, right. you know, I mean, but you can't, someone doesn't invade a country to be nice to them. No, not traditionally. Anyway. So no, that's that. Yeah. That's a parallel. But I mean, just talking about just the, the phenomenon of phenomena of combat. Yeah. Yes. And, if, and, if you're defending yourself or whatever, if, if, if a nation is defending itself or if you're trying to take, you know, whatever, whatever, it is, I mean, but it, the, the cost of, of war should be clear and, and, and painful because yeah. and, again, and, that and is, that is the thing that, that theoretically makes war the last resort. Yeah. And I think, and I've said it, war gets easier the farther you are from it. Yeah. And and society and even militaries now, whole militaries are so far for removed in general from that aspect of what war actually is that it's very easy to say, well, we're going to take military action. Yeah. Uh, and the berserkers are like nah. hand to hand right <laughs> up to here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 literally in your face yes um, which, and through your an face aspect. and yeah well yeah yeah so but so yeah so then he uh, you know he, he infiltrates to attempt to revenge and that's that's when things start really becoming more mystical um because there's that's that's when legends start to play um yeah play a factor whether they're legitimate or not but but it, th- that m- the mythology of the Norse people start it, is an influence um and whether or not you know Anya Taylor-Joy is actually an earth witch um she can do things and or is she just really smart and manipulative i you know and and, you know? and yeah you know for me i just uh, i prefer to think that she actually is this this uh witch type yeah um for because for me uh, uh, you know the the world thing about fantasy films is the reason why i like fantasy films is because they're innately more interesting than the world we live in yes um and and what i like about this is it's based on um a world that actually people believed in mm-hmm. i mean the, the the folklore and everything of this there were this is this is not fiction to the the people who who told these stories this is you know how it was so i i tend to prefer to think you know she's really a witch or you know and 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 what that means is is not i guess traditional witchcraft but it's kind of uh what you know apothecary and i don't know you know all sorts of anyway but it's just sort of a but i love i love that oh yeah no i i i I do too. I think it's, I, I think it's, it's a great, it is, it is what makes fantasy films. I mean, yeah. Cause our world is, is just kind of inherently boring, you know, because there's not a lot of mystery. I mean, mm, but yeah, you know, once are, you, yeah, people, people are, are people, are people. <laughs> but, yeah. but no, so we get, you know, we have, we have her earth witchery 
herbal mushroom or more. And, uh, you know, we have, was Bjork real or was Bjork like a manifestation of his remembering the trauma of his childhood? Um, was he hallucinating a Valkyrie later on? Uh, but it is, he he would say no. No, he would exactly. Well, yes, he would say, because it was real to him. Yeah. And that's, and that's, you know, he's our literally for most of this film, he is the, you know, our way through and, and we see things through his eyes Absolutely, um, as, as a little boy, then as an, as a parent. And, and he believes in what these things happen. And so if he believes as an audience member, I'll, I'll believe. Yeah. I'll, take, um, I'll do it. But yeah, so, uh, you know, we, you know, we talked about the stories, you know, it's timeless. Like I said, it's Greek, it's Shakespearean, but it is, you know, overall, it is incredibly, it is Norse in that it is brutal mm. and it is, but it is beautiful at, at the same time. Um, it's, it's a beautiful film just filled with brutality. <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, I mean, there's a reason why, you know, Vikings are one of the, the ancient cultures or whatever that, that seems to stick to a certain degree, you know, I mean, that we, we, uh, there's something about what, you know, what the way they saw the world and the way they lived that, that speaks to us for some reason. Yeah. Um, and then the movie ends in a very Shakespearean way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I I loved it when I came out. I was I was really happy with it. My wife my wife went with me, and she was she told me later she goes she was after the first ten minutes she goes I was out. Uh, she was really? just done. Yeah, she was she mm-hmm. just checked out at that point. Um, so this is not for everyone. I mean, like I said, I was split on Egger's first two movies. So I was like I was really hoping this would be more witch than Lighthouse, and it and it is for yeah, me. It, it, of the of yes, if you're gonna yes, although but it's it's not really like the witch all that much. No, but in that, um, well, for one thing, it costs seventy million dollars to make, <laughs> and, and the witch probably costs uh, one, maybe two. Yeah, right. You know? um, but uh, yeah, and, and it's just it, there's a lot more going. I mean, the witch is a pretty slow burn. Yeah. This isn't necessarily. Uh, I wouldn't call this the slow burn in the same way that that yeah. that was. No, no, no. Uh, it, there's a lot happening here. Yeah. Uh, so some it, of it yeah. is action, and some of it is behind the scenes action. Behind the scenes going on, but it's still it's. But it's not. There's not a lot of dead frames in this. Yes. It's there's yeah. It, it's a, a, a lot of atmosphere, but there's a lot you know. Go, but uh, what makes this film really unusual um and i and i got to talk to uh, alexander skarsgård a little bit about this was um typically in a film of this size it's going to be a multi-camera setup yeah uh, and and what they've done in this film is he's literally uh using the one camera setup um so they have these these scenes that are you know extended takes that you're right there on top of uh, the stuff as it's happening, but because it's not cutting away, you feel really honestly like you, you are there and it's hard to imagine, you know, that, that how the camera actually fits into any of this. It's, it's almost like it's a lot of handheld work. 
Yeah, but and it's all choreographed, and it's uh, so they would work. You know, you screw up, you have to start over. Yeah, um, and so these these shots, there's an intensity to them, and and kind of this 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 just this, I I you know, it just feels so radically different than a big budget film usually does. Yeah, um, it's so immersive, and you're just stuck in the middle of this world with them. It's almost as if you know you're like you know, Yoda on his shoulders or whatever. Yeah. Because um, you're just right there. And it, it doesn't really feel like a movie as much as it, it feels like you're witnessing an experience or something. Yeah. Um, it, it's, I, I said, I really enjoyed that. I, uh, but it's I, not going to be for anybody or it's not going to be for everybody. No, no, no. No, I mean, but for me, it was, it was uh, a thrilling sort of experience. Uh, I didn't realize that, that they'd only used one camera. Yeah, yeah, it's a one camera, and and we taught, you know, and and so they had to rehearse and rehearse and rehearse and practice all those fights. And I was going to say, that, there's some there's some intricate stuff. Yes, uh, and, and you know, so it, yeah, it, it it's an, a really unusual uh, way of making this. I mean, it's if you want to be if we're going to be honest, it's crazy. It's it's nuts, um, <laughs> you know, to to have a film that has that much action and fighting and um, whatnot, uh, and have to do it in single takes and and, and it's not a gimmick. Um, sometimes people, you know, they they do these films and it's a single take and yeah. or they make it look like it's a single take and that's kind of the you know the, the they don't really this one it's not about that so much as it's just you're like i said you're stuck in the middle of this crazy violent it, world it's just the logical way to, to put the audience where he wants them yes which um i'm cool with that and you know and what i thought was interesting and, and i've seen some people reacted in, in a couple different ways to this i think he actually shows a general sense of restraint when it comes to the violence because a, a fair amount of it happens right off frame. Um, and then when it doesn't, because uh, as you said, it's, it's a very violent movie. So, but when it doesn't happen off frame, it then has kind of this, uh, you know, a real like, oh, wow, that's, that's really horrific. Yeah. Um, and if the whole thing was horrific, you kind of forget. Um, you'd become, you know, just kind of accustomed to the, the horrible brutality of it, but instead he kind of, you know, at times the, the gore is maybe at a distance or, I mean, or, there's well, the, or isn't... we, we see up to, and then we see the result. Yeah. But you I, don't I, see that, that one scene, that first big scene after he goes, uh, comes to mind yes. where you don't actually yes. see the violence. You yeah. see what uh, the result of the violence or like uh, the way that uh, I mean, Ethan Hawke's character at one point has, um, a, they they ha he has a, a pretty vicious wound. Yeah, but but it's not like you you don't go up to it. it it's shadowed and it's in the dark, and you kind of have you, you know. The, I, I found myself going, "Oh, I, I really like a better look at that." You know what 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 are we looking at here? It looks horrible, yeah. but you know, and but then sometimes you know the you see exactly what happens when it's a hard object hits a human skull or whatever. Yeah. Um, so there's the, but I, I, I do think 
that he showed far more restraint than he could have. And that, that by doing so, it makes those scenes where there are, you know, intense violence, all the more um, intense. Yeah. It's, it's really impressive. Um, It opens this Friday in theaters. And so it's going to open wide. It's going to be, I think it's going to do pretty decent numbers. I have um, no idea. I really, yeah, I mean, it's, well, I, it's such a scare. I mean, originally the film was supposed to be 50 million. COVID pushed it up uh, to 75. Some places are insisting that it costs 90, but um, <laughs> it costs you a know, lot. Anyway, it costed a lot of money. And, um, you know, and a lot of that, I don't, I mean, I, I don't, I don't think there's a lot of CGI in this. The, mm, only there the volcano. Yeah, I mean, there's, you know what I mean? But generally speaking, there might be a few things here or there, but I mean, it's. No, it's all pretty practical. Yeah. Practical and on site. Uh, oh, let before, before we, we, we get, before I finish it, let me let's just say, yeah. what did you think of the accents? Uh, I <laughs> didn't really take note, I guess. I, well, cause I, I just, it's cause Norse, I mean, it's, it's kind of like Scottish accents, you know, when people try yeah. to do them and do them badly. Uh, but we have we have American people, English people, and Australian people doing Norse accents, and I think the the, the most egregious one is Nicole Kidman because she never well, doesn't sound like Nicole Kidman. Yeah. Um, but it's but but they're hard, and yeah, I, it didn't it didn't take the film not a lot, but it but it, I hear accents more because my brain tends to want to use them. If uh-huh. I hear them for too long. Um, so if they feel wrong or if they're jarring to me, they, they stick out. And, and like I said, all of these, cause they're not, it's not like they're speaking Norse with subtitles. It's, it's, you know, it's like when you would, you know, the old Eastern German accent or Eastern European accent. It's what is that? Well, it's just Eastern Europe, Eastern European, sure. you know, from the cold war. So it's, yeah, it's, 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 I think I think these accents are more flavor of Norse than than trying to be really accurate, except possibly for for Clay's bag, who's from you know he's Danish. Yeah, so you know he's probably closer than the rest of them. Um, yeah, I mean, I just I, I mean honestly, I didn't really think about him that that much. No, um, so, and I think partly because yeah, uh, you know, you know that it's not a hundred percent yeah authentic. Um, but I, yeah, I didn't, I didn't really think that's an yeah. interesting thing. Yeah. Like I said, it did, for some reason, accents get in my brain. So, I mean, it was like when we were talking about when I, I watched snatch the other week and you asked if I watched the yeah. subtitles and I was like, no, because I knew what it was going in and I caught more than I thought. So it's just, it, yeah. it's something my brain clues me into. Um, but yeah, so now this, so it opened, so the Northman opens this Friday, um, I think it should do in the twenties. That's my guess. It's going to be in the twenties. I'd like to see this film do kind of a slow burn. Um, have a, I, I, you know, I, I, well, I'd love to, I mean, I'd love it to be a massive hit, but right. Um, I don't think that's the sort of film. I mean, this, this is the sort of thing where uh, I'm kind of shocked that the movie got made. Right. Um, t- in, in a way. And that's not because it's not a good movie, but because it's not traditional. Yeah. And it, it is different even to, 
you know, like the Vikings TV show or whatever. Yeah, it's right. Who world. who did this? Oh, this is Focus. Focus. Yeah, Focus did this. So, so. Focus takes a few more, a few more risks. Oh, they, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Focus I mean, they're not a twenty four. Well, no, but they're working in a bigger budget. They they're just. I mean, a twenty four. The the budgets of their films are much less than this. yes. So this is this is. Uh, you know, and then that's and A twenty four did the first two, um, Eggers, uh, first two yeah. of his films, yeah, Eggers films. But uh, this is there's this is gutsy, yeah. Um, and and I'd love for them to to not take a loss on it. Um, well, for a lot of reasons, but you know, one reason is because I actually really really like the movie, and would love to see um, more directors allowed to kind of. You know, I mean, this is a very Eggers film. It, yeah. it's, it, it feels very much like his movie and the sort of movie he would make. And I, I almost feel like I don't know anyone else who would make this kind of particular film in this way. And, well, and that's exci- exciting to me. Well, and, it, and it depends on what you consider this kind of film. If you mean a film that the director wants to make in pretty much the way he wants to make it, You could make the argument that say, even though he's got a few more films under his belt, you could kind of say that uh, when uh, Ryan Johnson made Knives Out. Sure, sure. Well, and or I mean, you know what I mean? That was a film that who's going to make that movie? Just him. Just him. Yeah, just him. So uh, clearly two completely different movies. But well, yeah, but it's it's that whole, you know, and, and there are a few directors that are given that sort of um, freedom. I mean, Nolan gets that freedom. Right. Um, and it, well, and, and they shot this on film as well. Yeah. Um, well, to be fair, Nolan's going to get freedom to make a $150 million film. Yeah. But Eggers but, is not going to get freedom to make a $150 million film. But the, but the fact that he, his third film in got 70. Got, well, yeah. Got, got a, a whole lot of leeway. And that, I mean, that not, does say something, but yeah, I mean, yeah. Will his and fourth this is, film this isn't be a hundred million? This isn't. I don't know, but this. Uh, well, you know, you know. Typically, what happens is, uh, you know, at least in this the, the modern environment, is is someone to to jump up to that level has to do a Marvel movie or a DC movie, right? So the fact that he's doing, uh, you know, this film with that kind of budget is is really gutsy by focus. Yeah. Uh, and I, I hope that, you know, that, that love or hate the film, that, that people would appreciate the fact that they rolled the dice on this one. And um, that's not something that I think really many other, if any, studios would be willing to do. Right. Um, real quick. Uh, yeah, I hope I hope it opens good, like I said, in the 20s. And, but you're right. I hope it I hope it, it lasts a while. So that's, that's really what I'm hoping for. Um, but I, I definitely want people to see it, but it is opening against two other films this week, yes, which we're going to talk about in a minute, but it is an incredibly strong weekend. Um, I will be spending this weekend in Las Vegas at the fanboy expo at the Rio casino uh, for a couple of days. Uh, so that'll be nice to get out of town, get some wind in my hair, the hair I've left. Um, and then we'll be back next week. We, I, but until we come back, 
Don't forget to like us, follow us on social media at VS Movie Podcast. You know the drill. Subscribe on YouTube if you're over there. And until we see you again, I'm Mark. That is Ryan. Bye, Ryan. We'll talk to you all later. Bye-bye.